This is a podcast from Minute Media. I'm going to choose Arizona until they prove me wrong, which is going to happen. But as of right now, as I'm sitting here on this day, Arizona is the best team in the NFL right now. We are six weeks into the NFL season. Welcome to Big Man Bets, the home of the Hall of Famer, left tackle, greatest show on turf, Orlando Pace, and red hot with another 3-0 week. Watch out, the seven-time Pro Bowler on that Hall of Fame ballot. He's also back from a trip across the pond where he learned a lot. Proud New York Jet for life, Nick Mangold. Gentlemen, welcome. Congrats on your hot streak here nick you want to boast at the start of the show feel free yeah i mean obviously i'm going to uh because it's going to turn around and it's going to go terrible later um but right now i'm 11 to 5 i'm dominating at 69 percent um you know i'm just making people money (laughs) just making people money that's it that's that's all i'm doing casually throwing up (laughs) casually throwing out boastful tweets i love all of it Uh, The Cardinals undefeated. Where did that come from? And look at those Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Gentlemen, Orlando, who do you believe in more here between those two? Wow. Uh, Both are both are playing really good football at the start of the year. Um, I got to be honest, I had no idea Arizona would have this type of uh, season early on. Uh, You know, obviously, I thought they were, you know, they're a good team. But when they went went out to L.A. and beat the Rams, that was a big win. And then missing, you know, some coaches uh, playing against the Cleveland Browns team this past weekend and still getting a W and dominating. Uh, I think the Arizona Cardinals are the real deal, um, you know, moving it, moving into the, the next half of the season. These guys are playing well uh, with or without their coach. Kyler Murray's an MVP candidate, playing really well. Defensive defense, they, they're playing, they're flying around, making plays on defense as well. So uh, I would have to say out of the two, and both of them are really good teams, I think Arizona is probably more real than anybody right now. You mentioned the COVID. Just for the record, the Cardinals have an NFL high 23 cases going into week seven. You got Chandler Jones, uh, their outstanding outside linebacker, defensive tackle Zach Allen. Uh, this could be a factor at least going into this week, but you know, long term, that probably is not the uh, biggest effect. Nick, what do you think? So to me, I feel like everyone slept on the Cowboys just wondering, you know, would Dak come back healthy? Like that was the big question. If he comes back healthy, yes, they're going to be good. Um, Also, the defensive side of the ball, um, I don't think anyone expected the Cowboys to be as good on defense as they are. So that also has been exciting. Um, As we all know, I've been riding Arizona, um, just riding that hot hand. It's still the other shoe's going to drop. I don't know when it's going to happen, um, but I just I don't have I don't have the faith in the desert that I should. Um, especially being six and zero, they've proven um, they've beaten quality teams. Uh, you know, like you said, the Rams uh, just recently, the Browns at the Browns, um, and I know I'm still a Browns hater, but they are doing well. Um, so the fact that they got the they got the win there and did it decisively. Um, shows me that they they have a little spunk to them. Um, and I'm going to keep riding them, but I think at some point the other shoe's going to drop and the Cardinals are going to fall out and we're going to be like, ah, you know what? We all knew it was going to happen. It's the Cardinals. <laughs> Trayvon Diggs now four interceptions away for tying the single season record with, with Dallas's Everson Walls. 
uh, seven away from the NFL record, Richard Nitrain Lane. That guy's been a, an impact player on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, do, I, does anybody think either of these two are the best team in the NFL? And, and if not, who are you putting at the top right now? I think it's tough. Anytime you have the defending champions in Tampa Bay, just going about their business quietly down there, uh, winning ball games, and, and you know, obviously, when Dallas has some success, everybody wants to talk about Dallas, and obviously, what Arizona's doing, and, and Green Bay's another team that that uh, is quietly going about their business, winning games. Nobody's talking talking about those guys, but they have two of the best quarterbacks of all time, and Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers. So you can never really count those guys out. I think. For my for my money, I think Tampa Bay probably is still the best team in the in the NFC right now. Yeah, you know, it, it is funny that everyone's just kind of forgetting about Tampa Bay and Green Bay, um, both bays, which is interesting. Um, you know, I don't understand how you count out Aaron Rodgers uh, the way that he's been playing and um, you know dominant performance over the Bears, which was fantastic to see. Um, but right now, I mean, the record says what they are. You know, the Cardinals are 6-0. They are the best team in the league right now. Um, will they be the best team at the end of the season? Uh, probably not. But right now, it, it, you know, everyone else is just playing catch-up to the Cardinals. So I still have to follow them. Um, I don't want to because I know, like I said, the other shoe's going to drop. But right now, 6-0 is 6-0. Um, you can't take those victories away from them. And, you know, they're the best team. Hey Nick, let me let me ask you a question. If 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 Arizona played Green Bay or Tampa Bay today, who would you choose? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, are they playing home or away? <laughs> they're, they're playing home. Either way, I know Green Bay. The, okay, you know, is different. But uh, oh, who, would you still choose Arizona today? Yes, I'm going to choose Arizona until they prove me wrong, which is going to happen. But as of right now, as I'm sitting here on this day, Arizona is the best team in the NFL right now. Gotcha. I just keyed in on Nick's comment that it was great to see Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. I know we got Bears fans who watch big man bets and Rodgers in the end zone doing the championship belt discount double check. I still own you. That's pretty bold. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever play with somebody who taunted the crowd like that. Well, any reaction to Aaron being all bold in Chicago? Yeah, I don't know if Aaron. I, well, I knew he, I know he knows there's mics all over the field, but you know, obviously, that's a huge rivalry game, and I'm sure those those fans have been giving him, you know, talking smack for years to come. So he was giving it back to him a little bit uh, in terms of how many victories he's had over those Bears. So. Uh, you know, obviously they got to stop them. They get to, they get one more chance to play them again in, in, in Green Bay. Hopefully they can they can uh, you know actually put up a good a better game. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I, I think Aaron. Um, I met Aaron way way back um, at a buddy's bachelor party, and he was he was he wasn't starting yet. Favre was still there, and he was just really chill, cool guy. Um, and so to see that passion is awesome. Like, I think that's great for the game. Um, he does own the bears and <laughs> it's obviously a team game. So I, I get that, but I mean, I think the stat is, I think they're 22 and five with Aaron Rodgers being, um, the starting quarterback. Um, that's owning a team. Like there's, you know, and bears fans can be upset about it, but he owns the bears. 
Yeah, if you and, and to Nick, and to Nick's point, you like to see a guy who who's as cool and calm as Aaron Rodgers has been show some real emotion and talk some trash, man. That's good for. I think that's good for the game, good for the fan. It's good for football right now. So uh really enjoyed that. Now, now that kind of reignites that rivalry, and hopefully the Bears can be motivated by it. Big man bets official, trash talking, good for the league. And if we go back to 92 and include far, by the way, the Bears are 15 and 45 against Green Bay. Just for the record, I'm not counting this up d- daily, but <laughs> those are the numbers. Hey, uh, let's go to uh, topic two here. Most disappointing team uh in the NFL right now, who, when you, when you look at the records and where we're at through six weeks, who, who stands out on the disappointment side, Nick, you want to go ahead? Um, there's a lot of disappointments. You know, I, I think um, the big one to me that I'm looking at uh, with, and it's not really from preseason hype. It's more of how the season has gone. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, they started out three, and zero. Um, we're rolling Sam Darnold soon to be hot, you know, coming out of the jets and, and going down there, you know, new system, um, new town, you know, feeling rejuvenated. Um, and then now to go on a three game losing streak, you know, what are they? Um, and so to me, you know, I didn't have any, um, preconceived notions of the Panthers going into the season, but now looking at it after starting three, zero and losing the next three, um, I, I, I think they're just, they're in a tailspin and I, I'm, I'm quite disappointed in that. Christian McCaffrey having a big effect there too. And, uh, I still am optimistic on Sam Darnold, by the way, I'm, I'm sticking with your guy, the, the former jet Orlando, who sticks out for you? For me, it's my Browns. Uh, when you look at, when you look at their team and their roster and how much talent they have, uh, I think going into the season, everybody was saying, Hey, with the with uh, Odell Beckham coming back, Jarvis Landry, what they've done on the defensive side of the ball, and all their draft picks coming into their own, I think uh, you know. Obviously, I thought they would they would they're three and three at five hundred team, but their roster. Uh, somebody said this the other day is a six and zero roster, but they're just not performing. Baker's uh, been up and down. Uh, I know he's been battling some injuries, but I think everybody was looking for Cleveland uh, to really take over. You know, that division, you know, obviously with, with the Steelers playing the way they're playing, uh, obviously, you know, Baltimore is a great team that's, that's been playing well. and But Cincinnati is ahead of Cleveland right now, uh, and nobody expected that. So uh, we thought that, you know, for me, they're, they're the biggest disappointment uh, uh, in the league right now. Let, let's make a bold prediction here and look at the sub-500s, which the Browns are not at 3-3, three and three, but the 49ers, Colts, Seahawks, Washington, New England, all sub 500. Who of that group do you think is most likely to get it together and make a run for the playoffs? For me, I think it's the Indianapolis Colts, and I don't think any of them make the playoffs, but because they have the weakest division, they have, you know, obviously they have Jacksonville and Houston. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Tennessee's probably going to run away with that, uh, but, you know, they have a chance to get in if, if, you know, they can keep guys healthy for the most. I know they're getting T.Y. Hilton back. Uh, you know, you know, their offensive line has played well over the year, uh, past couple of years. So if those guys can stay healthy, they could have a run if, if Wentz could can stay healthy. Yeah, uh, I'm not believing the Colts, um, so I got to disagree with you there. Um, but I, the one I'm looking at is the Seahawks. Um, you know, I think with if, when they get Russell Wilson back, um, you know, that will provide the spark. I don't think Geno's going to win them any games. Um, but Russell coming back, 
Uh, we'll give them the spark. I think they have the best chance of making the playoffs, um, but they'll be sneaking in because, I mean, you look at those teams, um, the 49ers, the Colts, Seahawks, Washington, uh, Washington definitely not doing it. Um, the Patriots, uh, I don't see it. Um, the 49ers don't see it. Colts uh, would be a struggle. Um, you know, so I think out of those teams, I, I got to go with the Seahawks. Does practice feel different four and two as opposed to two and four? Big time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as players, we kind of, I know I did. I look at, I look at uh, the season and quarter. So the first four games, you know, obviously you want to have a, a winning percentage. The second, you know, you know, the second half, you want to have a winning percentage. Every four games, you want to have a, a winning percentage. So four and two is, is light years ahead of two and four. And, and the, the, the degree of difficulty or the, the you know, obviously, there's a big, there's a much different feel uh, because you're going in, you're above 500, you're feeling great, you're feeling really optimistic. Uh, and then at two and four, the pressure's on for everybody in, 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 the, in your city, the media's on you a little bit. Uh, so, you know, I'd I, I much rather be four and two. Yeah, I mean, I think when you sit there, sitting at two and four, looking at the rest of the schedule, like, oh, you know, we're behind the eight ball here. How are we going to get dig out of this hole to get back to where we need to be? Um, that uh, it's just a tough place to be. So definitely, um, you know, I think players feel it. Um, not so much as you know, like how the fans do. You know, clinging to every loss because you know you you play on Sunday, win or lose, you're done by Monday afternoon, Monday evening, and you're moving on to the next week. I think the fans stick with it more. So I think the fans dealing with two and four is, is a lot worse. But the players understand, you know, digging out of a hole at two and four um, for their own livelihood, you know, because playoffs matter and, and, and getting into the, the dance, um, you know, that that added pressure um, on top of the fact that you're still playing in the NFL is, uh, it, you know, it really starts building uh, when you put yourself in a hole. Let's look at one of the four and twos and particularly their, their star guy. And he was awesome again on Monday night, Derek Henry. If you guys had an MVP vote, would you give it to a running back and specifically to this guy who is just, he's got 51 more carries than anyone. He's got 260 more yards. He's got five more rushing touchdowns. He's on pace to break Larry Johnson's record of 416 carries in a year and Eric Dickerson's 2,105 rushing yards, which was 1984. So that's a lot of stats I just threw at you. But he's also a running back, so those guys don't necessarily get the love. Would anybody give Derek their MVP vote? Uh, you know what? Under you know under any other circumstances, I might. But you know, obviously at running back, you have to do so much at, at, at the running back position. Uh, but you know, obviously when you see what Lamar Jackson's doing, uh, Kyler Murray, those guys are having phenomenal years. Um, you know, so Derrick Henry, you know, he's a man amongst boys. He has guys making business decisions. I, I was watching the game the other night. Guys did not want to come up and tackle him. Uh, but, you know, obviously you got to do, you know, you got to rush. You got to break Eric You got to break all these records. And I think as the year progresses, um, guys will try to, you know, load the blocks, box and stop him. But, you know, it'll be tough to break Eric Dickerson's record. Uh, he probably will get Larry Johnson's 416. Uh, carries record, but uh, I don't know if that's beneficial for him in the long haul in terms of all those carries that he'll have. But uh, for me, uh, I don't know if I'll, I'll vote for him this year, um, but he's, he's, he's a heck of a player. 
<clears throat> I'm going to take the other side, and I would say, yes, I think I would throw the vote to him. Because um, when you look at the MVP, the most valuable player, uh, without Derrick Henry and what he's doing, Titans are, what, one in five? I mean, like, they're just not in ball games. He's winning. He single-handedly is winning games for them on offense. Um, and if he continues to do that and continues to, to put the team on his back, um, even in a quarterback-driven league that we are in right now, like, you, you know, when we talk about what Lamar's doing, what Kyler's doing, um, you know, would another quarterback come into that system and do the same thing? Maybe, maybe not. Can't say. But I know another running back's not going to the Titans and doing the same thing Derrick Henry's doing and carrying that team. Um, so if right now, if he continues to do what he's doing, he would get my vote. Last non-quarterback to win the MVP, Adrian Peterson. We're going back to 2012. And before that, it was Lawrence Taylor, which just shows you how hard it is for anybody to actually get them get the votes. Uh, so you mentioned Orlando, like it's not good for him, the 400 plus carries. Is this is this a real concern that, hey, you know, as great as he's going, Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, maybe you want to reconsider giving him the ball this much? Well, I, I don't think the Titans care as much. They're going to get out. They, they're going to get everything out of you that they can get out of you. Um, I just think from a player standpoint, and I've, I, you know, I've seen it a few times, just guys are giving guys 30, 40 carries a game. And, then, and, you know, by year eight or nine, they don't have legs anymore. They've been beat up for, you know, the last, you know, eight or nine years. So uh, I think it's just for him beneficial. I don't know if he wants to carry the ball as many, as many times as, as they're giving him the ball. Uh, just for longevity of his career and what and what they've done, you know, you look at big backs that over you know eight year eight or nine ten, they just they don't have that explosion anymore because they've taken all that 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 all those hits from from guys. So uh, just from that's just my own personal belief, um, you know, in terms of his longevity and, and wanting to play the game for as long as he he wants to play, because uh, the team will, team will get rid of him as soon as he doesn't have that that productivity anymore. I, yeah, I would love to see a reporter actually ask this question of, of see if they can get a real answer out of Derrick Henry, um, because it seems like he, um, you know, he is enjoying the spotlight and enjoying what he's able to do with these carries. Um, but like Orlando said, you, you're going to run out of gas. I mean, at some point, you know, the body's going to break down and, and you're not going to have it. Um, is he more excited about the run that he's going on? Or is he concerned about longevity? Because um, like Orlando said, team doesn't care. You know, they're next man up, they'll find somebody else. Uh, but for him personally, you know, would it be better for him to just, you know, have these, you know, couple of great seasons where he's unbelievable um, and then peter out? Or does he want to stick around for a long while? Um, and I think no one knows except for Derek Henry. He, he was clocked at 21 plus miles per hour on his uh, 70 plus yard sprint to the end zone. And in the totality, he's got 11 rushing touchdowns of 50 or more. That's fourth all time, actually, with another former Titan, Chris Johnson. The others are Adrian Peterson's got 16, Barry Sanders, 15, and Jim Brown, 12, who I think is maybe an apt comparison if you consider his size in this era, the way Jim Brown was so much bigger back in the day. Let's go Mount Rushmore for you guys. Give me your your Mount Rushmore of running backs of all time. And, you know, uh, Orlando, you certainly play with a very good one here. Why don't we start with you? Yeah, for me, um, you know, uh, I think Jim Brown, you mentioned Jim Brown. Uh, you know, and I didn't get a chance to watch him, but just 
you know, seeing tape and, and what he what he's meant to the game in terms of his running back, big back, uh, did really well. Barry Sanders, as, as a childhood friend, uh, uh, fan, always watched him, enjoyed watching him play. Walter Payton, and I'm sure you like that, Mark. Walter Payton was my one of my, my all-time favorites. Um, and then uh, I, Emmitt Smith, just because he had a rushing title. Uh, I think those four guys are probably Mount Rushmore. I know I'm leaving out my guy, Marshall Falk, who was a tremendous, tremendous running back uh, in his own right and probably should be on my Mount Rushmore. But uh, uh, there's so many guys uh, that, that played the game really great. But uh, I, I was a huge fan of Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, those two guys growing up. And uh, even, at, you know, when I thought I would be a running back at some point, but, uh, those guys were, uh, were, were, were childhood favorites of mine. Um, I love the delusion of the children to think that they're the running backs. I thought I it was going to be a quarterback, so I, you know, that failed miserably. Um, so I am in agreement. Uh, three out of four. Uh, I also I love Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, uh, Walter Payton. You know, those are just classic guys um, that are fantastic running backs. My switch up is uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. Um, I, he's a fantastic running back, having spent a little bit of time with him. Um, you know, obviously everyone knows the yards, touchdowns, you know, the way that he was so smooth carrying the ball. Um, but something that doesn't get picked up um, in stats is pass protection. And LT was one of the best backs I've, I've ever talked to um, about knowing pass protection, where he needed to go, how he was in tune with the, the offensive line. And to see the guy come in after having the stored career that he had um, and still caring about pass protection – uh, really meant something to me. So he gets thrown onto my Mount Rushmore. I, I love that. It's a solid LT throw in there. Guys getting some respect here. Tough, tough. Mount Rushmore for running backs, incredibly tough. So uh, we're not trying to slight anybody here on big man backs that, by the way, thank you for watching. All right. Let's talk bye weeks here, gentlemen. Is it better in your mind when you're going through the year uh, to have the early bye week like the Bills and Cowboys do this week? Dallas kind of banged up, so it's a good time for them to get it, I think. Or do you prefer the late by like, okay, we made it to week 12, which would be the Chiefs and the Cardinals? For me, it was always late bye week. I saw the schedule come out, and I instantly looked to see where the bye week is. Um, I wanted the late one because you needed it. Um, you know, by, by that point in the season, um, you know, you're starting to wear down. You need that little break. Um, I've had early bye weeks, and it was pointless. You know, you, you're, you're barely getting into the rhythm of the season, and then you're like, all right, you have a week off. Um, so late by week for me, uh, till the day I die. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Late by week for me as well, but it really depends on the type of season you're having. If you're, ha if you're coming out the gates fast and you're winning and you're, you're on a nice win streak, nine times out of 10, your coach is going to, your coach is going to say, take the entire week off, which is sweet. Uh, but if you're, if you're struggling, uh, yeah, let's get in and get a few practices in or something like that. Uh, you know, either early or late, neither one of those scenarios work for me, but, uh, my preference is solely, uh, you know, late, a later uh, bye week. Let's just go off of that, Orlando. You're going well. The coach says, you, you, you take your time, enjoy yourself. What, what's the best bye week activity that you ever did? Laying on my couch, watching, uh, watching television every day and not doing much at all. Uh, because you're in a season and it's not like you can go out and party or take these, you know, elaborate vacations or anything like that. It's really just maintaining, getting a massage, treating your body, getting your body prepared mentally, and just really getting away from the game. So 
I would just probably hang out with my family and friends and just, you know, not do a whole lot of anything that entire week. So. You're, you're missing out. Um, let's see. So um, when, when I was younger without kids, uh, my wife and I would jet off to Napa um, nice. and we spent a couple, couple of days in wine country. And then um, once we, once we started having kids and it was a little bit more difficult to get away, um, we started going out to, uh, we'd go out to the East end of Long Island, um, and, you know, kind of hole up in the Hamptons for like two or three days. Um, you know, that way we were close enough. We could get back to the kids, but we're far enough that they can't find us. Um, and so that was like, that was where you just kind of melt away. Like that was the bye week was, you know, you get away from everything. Um, and you know, we, we had, there's this great bed and breakfast that we'd stay out at, at the Hamptons. Um, and you know, we just, we'd spend the day just reading and, and sitting on the couch, um, and doing absolutely nothing. Cause that's, I think that's what the Bible is supposed to be about. Yeah, Nick, you're right. And we should do the stages of, of, of our careers, right? Cause early on, you may take a trip out to Vegas or something, if you're single or something like that with a couple of buddies, uh, you know, later on when you have kids and a wife and kids, you're like, dude, we're, you know, we're just relaxing. We're not doing a whole lot of anything. And, and then you're older, so you understand it uh, a little bit more anyway. But to your point, younger younger Orlando probably, you know, we're out somewhere partying or something for the week. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I think our viewers are uh, with Nick on this one. Take Y'all are in the league. You're in a couple dollars. Take that time. Do something fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but that, uh, see, I, that was the side of being, being young and dumb. Like, man, you work. <laughs> I mean, flying out to San Fran, that's a five-hour flight. So you're wasting <laughs> part of your bye week. You're wasting traveling to San Fran just to drive up to Napa, have two days, and then fly the five hours back to New York. Like, in retrospect, it was probably pretty stupid for bye weeks because you're not getting all that, you know, you're dehydrating yourself with the flight and everything, also drinking a bunch of wine. Um, probably not the best choice, but, you know, at the time, it was fantastic, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Absolutely. All right, back on the field. I would have gone straight south if I were you in New York, by the way, a little Punta Cana, something like that. But, hey, you wanted to go to wine country. Uh, let, let's talk big underdogs, our, our last topic of the day. We got some double digits here. The Lions, Jared Goff, can you get some revenge playing at the Rams? 15-point underdog. The Texans, just atrocious last week against the Colts, and now they got the Cardinals, who we've been talking about. The Texans are getting 17, and the Bears – going to play Tampa after getting smoked by Aaron Rodgers, 13 and a half. That line's been ticking up uh, double digit underdog, most likely to cover this week before we get into our picks, Orlando, anybody jumping out at you or is it just complete terror to pick any of them? It's complete terror to pick any of them. I think they're all, uh, you know, I, you know, they're all bad teams and I don't think they'll, 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 they'll jump up and cover anything, but I think Tampa, I think if anybody, I think the bears have a, have a chance, uh, just because you know they, you know Justin Fields can pop up and have a have a great game, or their defense can show up a little bit and make it closer than than uh, that thirteen and a half point spread. So, if I had to pick one, if you twist tomorrow to pick one, I would probably say Chicago. They're all terrible. Um, you know, seeing some of these lines, you know the I think the Texans are now up to plus eighteen. Wow. Um, when I looked this morning, so they're just they keep ticking up. Um, I, I don't like any of them that much. Um, the one that I am intrigued by though, and I'll put it out there. If Tyrod Taylor comes back, um, I, the Texans, 
the Cardinals could have their letdown game. This could be it. This is where the other shoe drops. Um, and if Tyrod comes back, I think he adds that spark to the Texans. Um, I still think they stink. Um, and so I'm not putting a lot of faith in it. But that's the one I'm looking at um, as a potential of at least covering. Not winning. No, 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 no. But at least covering. When you're on a team that's not good and you're a double-digit underdog, what was your mentality going into a game like that? <laughs> you really, it's really every man for himself. You're just trying to put, you know, at that point, you're trying to rally the troops. We're having team meetings. And that's an indication where you're in trouble. When you start having player-only meetings, you're like, dude, we're in trouble this week. Um, but just, just kind of just going in, let's rally around each other. Let's play hard. Let's play for each other. That whole mantra of let's just go out and do what we, you know, let's win this game. Uh, and then you come out in the first half, you look great. And then the second half, they, they hit the gas on you and it's over. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a tough one because you, you want the team spirit and try to rally guys together. But uh, sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, it's funny, you know, the whole uh, point spread, I never realized what was going on uh, when I was playing. I, I, I don't know. Gambling just never really seeped in. Um, so I never knew if we were, you know, underdogs or, you know, favorites or, or what. Um, but you knew when you're going against a team that's, you know, like the Texans right now, they're going against the Cardinals at 6-0. Um, you know, you know that the world is written you off and you have no chance. Um, it just it kind of gives you that motivation to say, all right, you know, let's let's prove them wrong. Let's, let's see if we can do that. Um, does it work out? Most likely not. Uh, but there is still some of that motivation when everyone writes you off um, that you can go out there and, and get the job done. Do we think that Jared Goff is going to have his best game ever going back and playing against his former team? Or does he put too much pressure on himself? Like, what's that meant? I, Nick, obviously, you were a Jet your whole life. In Orlando, you had the one season with the Bears, but just putting yourself in his shoes, what do you think that's like for him? It's going to be tricky, um, you know, coming back, and especially where the, the Lions are, you know, being absolutely terrible and seeing the success the Rams are having, knowing that that was your team just a year ago, and now this other guy's playing quarterback for them, and they're doing so much better. And, you know, it's got to be – there's got to be that pressure. There's got to be that, oh, you know, maybe I'm just not that good. Um, you know, when you see – the differences of the teams. Um, so it, it's, it's going to be a struggle. Um, you know, I think he's going to try to give his best effort, but I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. I think, I think he's going to try to press a lot, maybe probably make some throws that he probably shouldn't make, um, you know, to try to come out and prove that he's, that he was worthy or shouldn't have been traded or should have, you know, should have been in LA. So uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one for, for golf. Um, and I know he's getting some pressure in Detroit right now. His coach is calling him out. Uh, you know, people in the media are calling him out. So this is a big week for him. Uh, so, you know, if he comes out and shines and, and, you know, somehow, some way they beat the Rams, it'll be uh, really good for him in his career. All right, let's do our fantastic finish. And Dan Campbell, you just continue to entertain us over there in Detroit. I'm, lo I'm oh, loving it. <laughs> this guy's the best. Uh, huge games this week. Uh, you got the Chiefs and the Titans, Bengals and the Ravens, a little Thursday night action, interesting with your Browns. Uh, last week in our picks, Orlando was one and two. So Mr. Pace is seven and nine on the year. We have to we have to give the records out here. Nick, as we mentioned at the top, rolling three and oh, 11 and five overall. So you could consider that if you are going to follow our big man bets here. But who knows? Maybe this is the week that Orlando gets hot. Uh, all right, let's, let's do our 
pick of the week last week uh, for Nick. You you had Baltimore and they smoked the Chargers thirty four to six. Orlando, you took Dallas and that worked out as well as they they get and they knocked off the Patriots. So uh, Nick, you're up first. Your pick of the week for week seven. So uh, we talked about it. We touched on it, um, and I'm not happy about it. I told you I don't like the board this week, um, and so I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing fast and loose with my uh, record right now, <clears throat> but I'm going to do it. I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be healthy, and I think the Texans will cover plus 18 versus the Cardinals. I think this is a letdown game for the Cardinals, uh, even though it's at home. They just blew out the Browns. Um, they're feeling great. I think this is a letdown game. They're, they have the lowly Texans coming to them. Um, so I think the Texans will cover. Everyone will be shocked. They won't win, but Texans plus 18. That's when you know you're on a roll when you're willing to yeah. say Texans. I appreciate it. Yeah. That, that's exactly what that was. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just rolling like, dude, I'm just, I'm, I'm better than Texas, man. The Texans, are, you know, nobody takes that bet, but he'll take it because he's been rolling so much. So. Uh, for me, it's uh, you know I'm going I'm going Tampa Bay uh, 13 and a half over Chicago Bears. Chicago's in a in a tailspin right now. Rookie quarterback, uh, you know obviously you mentioned uh, Chicago's mentioned uh, missing Robert Quinn for this week. So I think they'll uh, Tom Brady have a big day uh, and they'll they'll beat them you know well over 13 and a half. So let's go right into the upset and uh orlando you took detroit last week that did not work out particularly well for you as they got smoked by the Bengals. but good for you for picking the lions i give you credit uh who who, who are you going with this week i'm going with the cincinnati Bengals getting six points uh over the ravens the ravens been in some tough games the past three or four weeks uh cincinnati and what they're doing up there they're playing some really good football i think it'll be a lot closer than the, the the six points that the, the spread has, so I'm riding with Joe Burrow's and that and the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Um, for me, upset of the week. I'm looking at this one. Uh, the Panthers are in tailspin. Uh, Sam Darnold has not been looking good for the last three games. Um, the Giants uh, just got blown out. I think um, they need to have a win. They have to have a win. So I'm going Giants are plus two and a half over the Patriots or over. The, the Panthers, sorry. Um, I just, I think there's something about it. something about it. It's another home game. They had struggled with the fans, uh, booing them and everything. They want to make it right. I think the Giants come out on top. Breaking news, by the way, on the show right now, the uh, Browns announcing that Case Keenum is going to start on Thursday night, which I think is a good decision. Baker's dealing with some major shoulder issues. That's your franchise guy, or at least one of them. So uh, getting him healthy probably makes sense. But uh, Case Keenum for the Browns uh, this week on, uh, with their Thursday night contest with uh, with Denver. All right, uh, n- let's go over unders here. Let's take a, let's take a peek at uh, your uh, <laughs> who, who we think is going either big or small this weekend. Oh, by the way, go to WinBet for all your gambling needs. W i n n b e t dot com, and of course, bet cited for all your gambling needs. Let's go over under with uh, Orlando. Go ahead. For me, I'm going with the Kansas City uh, Tennessee Titans game. Uh, I'm going under the 57 points. Uh, obviously, with Derrick Henry running the ball, ball, ball controlled offense, KC uh, having some issues offensively with turnovers and things like that, I think they'll go under the 57 point spread. Yeah, that is, <clears throat> I didn't notice that one. That is a high number. Um, 
Uh, oof. Uh, I, I like that pick. I like the pick. Um, all right. So for me, um, I'm done with unders. I'm only sticking to overs. Uh, I'm looking at the Colts, 49ers, sitting at 44. Um, I think there's potential there for a bunch of points to be scored. Um, I, again, I don't like the board. I don't like this week. Uh, but that's what I'm taking. Over 44, Colts versus 49ers. Orlando, as we finish up here, are you noticing how much Nick is just like building in excuses to how this week comes out? I know he's throwing the disclaimers out there. I'm telling you guys, I do not like this board, but he's all he's doing is making people money, man. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's just throwing that out there because he's been, he's been rolling. So, so, uh, so good lately. I, I am putting up the excuses. It's like my golf game. Um, you know, I did not sleep that well last night. Uh, I had to get a new glove. Um, you know, my car didn't start. I have every excuse imaginable ready to go, and I'm doing the same thing for my bets this week. Gentlemen, good to be with you. Week seven is upon us. Go make some money, everybody, and uh, thank you for watching Big Man Bets. Winbet.com, bet sided. We'll see you next week.